Welcome back, everyone, to the Golf Unfiltered podcast. My name is Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. Be sure to follow us all over social media at Golf Unfiltered. You'll see there our friends at YouTube where you can follow us and be sure to subscribe on YouTube as well. We're trying to grow the channel. But today I'm very excited to welcome on uh, Mr. Jordan Lunetta. He is one of the co-founders over at OdenGolf.com. Jordan, it's nice to speak with you. Adam, great to see you, man. Thanks for having me on. Big fan and love all the work and stoked to be here. Well, we're stoked to have you, and I know a little bit about your brand. We're going to learn a lot more about it today, I have a feeling, especially some of the unique features that you uh, offer over at Odin. But before we get there, why don't you let our listeners know a little bit how about uh, how you got started in the game? It's been a bit of a wild run. So I'm dialing in, as we discussed earlier, the from grungy but sexy Berlin, uh, which is a whole other interesting story. So um, we have two HQs. Uh, HQ1, we started in Berlin here, and then HQ2 is Northern California, where I'm from originally, so clearly not German, um, and hence all my terrible jokes that, that never land here, that everyone loves, uh, that no one gets, all that East Coast humor from, from the Italian family background. And so I decided, you know, I'm going to get out of Dodge, out of, out of the Bay Area, to, to Berlin and Germany. And being from one of the golf meccas in Northern California and, and growing up playing at all the munis and, and being kind of the quintessential muni warrior, you know, playing 18, hitting a twilight shift, and then maybe a dive bar or a karaoke scene after, you know, that kind of thing. So I moved out here and um, it's, it's very fascinating how they run golf out here. Are you familiar with how golf works in Germany? I'm not. Uh, you had mentioned that earlier, but how, how does it work? What's unique about it? So you need a license to play out here, and which was completely mind-boggling. And a lot of European countries do that. It's essentially like taking a DMV driving test. There's someone that follows you in a golf cart with a clipboard. And I mean, shit, I didn't know anything could top the DMV until I met the match here in Germany. I was like, wow, this is incredible. What, you know, what kind of operation are you running here? And they tried to get me to take the test when I moved here. And I basically kind of flipped on the bird and was like, there's no way I'm you know, coming from California. I'm not going to take a test. Like I'm not, I'm a, between a 12 and a 14, not terrible, but you know, let, you know, let, just let me play here. I mean, I, I just want to go out and play and hit the sticks. Right. So it's very fascinating. That was a baptism by fire. And so being here and there's a lot of expats in Berlin is very international, unlike kind of the rest of Germany that, that people know, um, but would for sure recommend people come out and visit it. It's kind of a, an incredible place. Um, I wanted to scratch the golf itch and play here. So I got to know a couple expats, Brits, Aussies, Americans, uh, Canadians, Kiwis, etc. that also played and kind of started and incubated this local expat golf game here in Berlin and got to know a couple of other guys. One of them I used to work with, um, James JB, who's one of the founders. And we're on day. And again, we're everyday golfers. We're, we're not that great between a 12 and get the job done but we will it's just bound to happen and we were on the course one day and we're having god awful rounds spraying marketing material all over the course and emptying our golf bag and looked at each other and we said 
why aren't we losing our own golf balls? Like, why are we losing golf balls of brands that are old, they're stuffy, and they don't speak to us as everyday golfers, first off, but also as digital natives. We're consuming golf in new and innovative ways. This There's a, there's a mismatch for us here. And the four of us being in the texting, we built and scaled consumer tech companies, food delivery, ride sharing. So that's the lens in which we have and, and how we wanted to build Odin. And, and that not only, you know, this isn't really about a ball company, but really we want to build a platform for the everyday golfer. Yes, for, for the everyday golfer to have a destination to get balls and gear and that sort of thing. And you have the same kind of quality and experience you get from a traditional brand. But as we say, reload without the guilt, without denting the wall, like there's no reason you should be spending 50 beans on a dozen of golf balls. Like you're probably going to donate them, save that 15 bucks and put it towards a Bloody Mary and a breakfast burrito or towards your green fee or that sort of thing. And, and we can get into our community sponsorship later. So that was the first part. And we're early in our journey. We've been around a year and a half. So we came out of the gate with balls and in that experience, which we can talk about. But the, the North Star for us is this digital experience for the everyday golfer and gamifying golf for the everyday golfer. So essentially what the traditional stuffy incumbent brands built for the professional players, we want to build for you, the everyday golfer, which is really 99% of the market anyways, and where we're more, more excited about. So we said we're going to zig while others are zagging in a sense. And, and that was the, the seed crystal and, and initial idea of Odin, how we came to be. That, that's an interesting start, uh, obviously. And I wasn't aware of the, the licensure um, in Germany about how to play golf. But so as I'm sure you've heard many times, starting a golf ball company is a lot of people have been said it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I, that, those are things that people have said to me even. Um, what has been your experience with feedback initially, support? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of direct-to-consumer brands out there these days. What has been the early return for you? So the first thing, what we started with before we even built anything or launched anything we looked at our experiences building consumer tech companies and that consumer, like many, many apps and experiences, food delivery, music, ride sharing, you name it, we're incredibly selfish as consumers now and very, very fickle. You know, everything's always on. At a tap of a button at beck and call, you can order your dry cleaning, you can get uh, you know, a chicken. In Korma, you can play the latest YouTube album. Everything's always on. So the bar is incredibly high. That also means it's in incredibly competitive because consumers are, we just, we want whatever's hot and our, our minds change all the time. So you really have to be intentional about if you're going to come out with something out of the to happen and unfortunately when building a company it's it's just you get hit in the face all the time and you need a bunch of miracles to happen i mean the the classic kind of startup checklist for things to work is the team the product the market time for things work. a little bit of luck and lightning in a bottle looked at that and 
and just said, look, this is the lens on which we have. If we're going to do gonna something, something and build launch something and build something for the consumer, specifically in our lens, lens golf, golf, we have to be very intentional about it. So that was the first thing we started with in the framework. And candidly, it, it's, it's a bloodbath. Consumer, second off, golf is, it's a, I mean, there's like 10,000 ball companies, there's 10,000 apps, there's 10,000 hack companies, apparel companies. And people all the time are like, why are you doing this? I mean, I, you know, I constantly have bags under my eyes. As you can tell, I look like Casper the ghost without any vitamin D, you know, and that sort of thing. I'm, it's just, it's just, it's, it's really, really hard. I don't think I've ever done anything as hard as not only building a company, but also like in golf because it's so competitive. And, and because of that, there's no shortage of consumer choice. There's like, yeah, I, this ball's not working. There's 75 other companies I can go to. So that's why we said, you know, again, we didn't want this to just be another ball company. Like the balls are great and exciting, but we're more excited about, you know, as I mentioned earlier, this, this platform experience and this community that, that we're building in tandem with it. So, I mean, in, in your eyes, you know, interviewing different companies and, and being a seasoned golfer, how do you view, because we're met with a lot of dubiousness, understandably so. I mean, if you're playing a, a traditional brand for 20 years, in some cases, 30 years, it, the, again, consumers, it's very hard to change a consumer behavior. How are you with that when you see a new ball company or a new apparel company or that sort of thing? How do you make your decisions and how you choose things and try things? You know, it's, it's interesting because when I've worked with other golf ball companies who uh, are independent, they're trying to offer budget, um, budget options for the everyday golfer. Mm -hmm. You know, the biggest issue is quality. It always comes down to quality. Everybody wants mm -hmm. to save money, of course, but if the golf ball or the product, and it's mm -hmm. not just golf balls, but if the product itself isn't up to par, I guess, pun intended, or it breaks or it's the quality is just not there. It's going to be very difficult mm -hmm. for that message to come across in a podcast. And then when listeners, for example, go and try it and they see something completely different, you know, that's, that's the challenge that I've noticed a lot of the times. Now it's not across the board. Um, there are some brands that do really well. There are other brands that, um, you know, they just want to get into the space. And let's be honest, I mean, there are a lot of overseas third-party manufacturers that you are able to purchase product from, slap a name on it, and then send it out to golfers to try. Um, that is one thing. But if I'm understanding what you're saying is if there's a if there's another component to the product experience like it sounds like Odin is, is, is approaching with the community aspect. That is what really sticks because let's face it, golfers like what they like. They're going to go back to the Titleist, the Callaway, you know, they're going to go back to the big box stores as well. And the OEMs, no matter what, but if you can offer something to, to consumers that they cannot, especially at the, the customer service level where you can have that direct impact with customers, that seems to be the, the best, uh, the best approach. And it sounds like kind of that's, that's what your approach is as well at Odin. Definitely. And from our experience with other companies, 
you always need a direct line with customers because we're getting up in the morning and building for you and, and for the rest of the community. So it's incredibly important to have that dialogue going, what's working well, what's not working well, what can we do to improve? And it's always a balance with, there's different schools of thoughts on it of, you know, consumers asking them for ideas, feature requests, what should we do next? That sort of thing, balancing with what we have on a roadmap already and then what, what people would like or not like and, and adjusting it as you go. And, and then the other school is, you know, the Steve Jobs, Apple school of thought where just, I'm going to give the customers what, and they're going to, they're going to buy it regardless. And I know what they want. That's a very specific, you know, anomaly case and, um, and, and worked out incredibly so, and, and is very inspirational. Um, but there's, for most of the cases that doesn't work. And that's something that, that, you know, we're very intentional about and always having a dialogue with them, whether it's on Instagram or email or through an order, that sort of thing. And you're right. You need a table spread of things that people can get value out of. And again, hence the, the platform way in which we build things. We have people that use Odin in many different ways. You know, a lot of them buy the balls. A lot of them come into our community events. We have, you know, league and club partners that we do merch and different things with them. Um, or people just like want to come see a, an Odin reel or just shoot the shit on DMs or whatever. Like we want, we want to leave it open and mesh it in any way you want. And you get value out of it in different ways. And and that's okay. And, and so that's one thing that we were very intentional about as we built it. Obviously, we, we're running a business and you know, we're growing and that sort of thing. Um, but it's incredibly important to just get into the trenches. And, and also, you know, we're, we're building for everyday golfers. So grassroots has always been in the DNA. So we'll meet you where you're at, at your local muni or wherever you're playing your, your range or your sim house. And yeah, if you want to go sing some foreigner or Eddie money after I'll count me in, count me. <laughs> I love that. Love that. So, you know, it's interesting because you had mentioned a couple times about the community aspect of uh, Odin golf. Why don't we explain a little bit about what that looks like and what people can expect if they want to get involved? Definitely. The, so before we launched Odin, the, the first thing was we want to give you a ball experience that you get as good or better than a traditional brand without you know, dropping a fortune on something. That was the first thing. The second thing was we want to be grassroots from the, from, from the get-go. That means you know, selling the balls in, in pro shops and golf shops, meeting you know, where, where the everyday golfer, where he or she's at. And the third thing was incubate this, what we, what we call the Odin social club. So a community where we can do events, scrambles or best balls or whatever. And we, we view it as like getting the band together because we all hang out online at these different watering holes. And it's funny how we're all hiding behind avatars and different profiles. And we said, let's get everyone together in person so that we can jam and get to know each other because we have these like online relationships. Let's bridge that gap and get everyone together. So we, we incubated the social club community, which has grown to thousands of members across the U S now we have events mostly in California because we're very small and very lean champagne tastes on a beer budget still. So we just do them in California. 
and we'll, you know, we'll make it out your way in Illinois and, you know, through the Midwest and on the East coast too. So that was the big thing. And that kind of blossomed into our get paid to play golf community sponsorship, uh, which we launched last summer, which is super cool of, we partnered with uh, leagues and clubs across the U S all these different grassroots communities and said, Hey, let's collab. And, you know, we're, we're building, you know, this experience for you. We think we love, you know, building with the community, the community gets a piece of this as you grow, everyone thrives. So the analogy we use is rather than one Zuck or one Jeff getting wealthy, there should be millions of Zucks and millions of Jeffs getting wealthy. And, um, you know, if we ever make our own platform, we also uh, won't make the reels so much of a pain in the ass so that everyone can see them and not, you know, 50 people, uh, that sort of thing. So um, that, that's that, that's always fun. Spending seven hours editing a reel and then 50 people see it. Um, so, but you know what, Adam, we do whatever, it, we do whatever it takes, right? That's right. That's all we can do. That's all we can do. Um, so yeah. if I understand correctly, the the uh is this essentially like an affiliate uh partnership with everyday golfers is that another way to think of it so it, it it's a, akin to that it's essentially how it works with in practice someone comes to our site orders a dozen balls and they get 20 percent money back to go spend on golf related things and we really and we have a lot of people use it in different ways you know, some people will come back and use it for ball reloads. A lot of people spend that money at their local golf courses, which is really what we want to happen and what you want to use for green fees and food and drinks at the turn or lessons or betting, gambling, however you want to use it. And so we basically now we send it to your PayPal and Venmo and you can kind of use it in any way you like. Part of the vision we have for Odin is this, experience where you can have a digital Odin card and it gets topped off with sponsorship payouts and you use it at the local course or the local sim house or with an instructor locally. So it's, but, but like you said, there's, there's people that use it in kind of an affiliate or, or cashback sense of, Hey, I just want to use it for ball reloads or buy the next Odin hat or, or, or that sort of thing. So again, we want to, we want you to use it in any way you'd like. Um, but we get excited when you use it at the local businesses where you frequent um, because they get value out of it as well and, and, um, and thrive most importantly as a small business. That's excellent. And, you know, I think it's definitely unique to get back to the comments we were saying earlier, where you're much more than just a golf ball company. Now, a lot of listeners to this show want to know how are the golf balls and, you know, you are USGA approved. So this is something that uh, these are products that can be used in competition. For example, what has been feedback so far, not only about the golf balls, but about everything in general. Mm -hmm. So one thing we did before we launched is we spent nine months testing, building with different manufacturing partners, the different ball experiences and how we did it was like we would build a software company, we started with the customer utility and then worked backwards and said, this is the value and experience we want someone when they play this ball, this is what we want them to get out of it. And we started with the various player types. There's the sticks and then there's people who are new and then there's a bunch of people in between. So rather than 
doing it like it's always been done where there's all this advanced technology, which is great, but no one understands it and it doesn't resonate. You know, the KISS framework, keep it simple, stupid. We don't care. We're selfish. We don't want to read things. We just want to watch and scroll. And so you have to, we, we understood that, like, that's who we're dealing with here. So we spent nine months testing different ball prototypes out. And the good news is the four of us have different swing speeds and different playing, playing styles and playing types. So we were able to, with uh, our manufacturing partners, execute what we wanted to. And we said, this has to be as good or better than a traditional brand, like non-starter. Um, because like you said earlier, we're not going to just throw something out of the gate because, you know, at the time when we started, it was mid, you know, mid pandemic and golf was hot and it was, you know, Hey, let's just get shit out the door and, you know, the, let the gold rush begin. It was, no, you know, this was never about that. It was starting with the customer working backwards. So we were able to execute that. And then obviously none of us are sticks. So we got, you know, friends and family who are really, really great golfers and sticklers and, and ball snobs and checked all the boxes for them. And, you know, they're, they were incredibly surprised. So we came out of the gate with all of that due diligence and legwork up front. And then three months into it, we sold out of everything and, and, we, we checked all the boxes for that ball experience. And, and now, you know, we've had them vetted lab tested and USGA approved and reviewed. And, and really we've had people beat the crap out of them because we know it's it, hard to change people's behavior here. And we get this still all the time. And we're early, again, we're early in our journey. Like, what are these? Are, are these any good? Like, who are you? Um, there's a lot of skepticism. But once you get over the hurdle, we're confident now, hey, there's, there's thousands of other people that love these things and here are the reviews and that sort of thing. We had to go through that and we're still going through that. But again, you know, this, I'm sure you know this from your experience, a company is like an eight, an eight to 10 minimum year experience. And that's if it even pans out nine out of 10 of these things go belly up and there's, there's no overnight successes. It's very brick by brick. And especially now this is, this is really interesting. We coming from the software world where if you release something, you get instant scale and you know, the margins are different. It's different overhead, different way to run the business. Now it's, you know, it's brand building, it's community building, you know, we're dealing with the physical product, there's different margins, there's different overhead, there's supply chain, there's stakeholders, you know, different stakeholders. So we had to kind of relearn a lot of things. And, and again, a baptism by fire of how that works coming from a software world. So we've always had a very long outlook of this. And obviously, we started when the market timing was very good because COVID, you know, everything went gangbusters. So that helped a lot. Um, so that's, that's kind of how we thought about it with the ball. And um, it's, it was important for us because we know most people playing, like you, you alluded to, is you're just, you're used to an experience. And it's, it's almost akin to, you know, you're using Old Spice deodorant or Sensodyne uh, toothpaste for 15 years. 
like yeah I, at target there's a new toothpaste or a new deodorant like yeah this looks cool but I, I you know i love i love the fiji smell on old spice and i'm just i'm just gonna keep rocking this or you know i'm gonna use harry harry's razors or, or and gillette you know that that sort of comparison so it's consumers are funny man it's 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 very fascinating they really are. And, you know, I fall into that trap often, you know, I'll be honest. And, and once again, listeners, we're talking to Jordan Lunetta. He's one of the co-founders over at Odin Golf. Go out to odin-golf.com to learn a little bit more about everything that we're talking about today. Jordan, uh, we're almost up to the clock here. A question that I like to ask all entrepreneurs like yourself, it's cliche, but what keeps you up at night about Odin Golf right now? Many things. I mean, it, it, <laughs> I would imagine something so. you're wearing a hundred different hats. Yeah. I, you, again, bags under my eyes and, you know, uh, lack, lacking a lot of vitamin D, which it, it doesn't come easy in Germany with, with the gray winters. So that, that was, that's something I've 10 years later, I've not gotten used to, uh, you know, succumbing to, to vitamin D pills. So the, the big thing is having that high bar consumer is again incredibly hard because there's that high bar that you if you're going to come out with something you have to have something at a higher level that that people will actually pay attention and look at so it's always is this the best thing we can do but also balancing with nothing is ever going to be perfect we're still a startup so we have to move quickly we have to move with haste we have to execute. It's better to execute and maybe not be as comfortable. And, you know, the adage, be a little bit embarrassed, maybe when, when you release some things in the earlier days. So that, that's the thing that, that it just, can we, are we doing the best we can for our customers is, is really what keeps us up at night. Yeah, that, that makes complete sense to me. And listeners, you know, go out to, again, odin-golf.com, learn a little bit more about the products, learn a little bit more about how you can get paid as kind of a sponsor, uh, for the lack of a better word, to play the product, as well as to join a community that, as Jordan just explained to all of us, has grown to thousands of golfers so far. So Jordan, uh, I'm sure we could talk a lot more about everything that Odin has to offer, but we will have you back on in the future, hopefully in, in, in the near future, uh, anything to leave our uh, listeners with before uh, we let you go? For sure, Adam. Thank you again for all, all the support and all that you do for the community. I, kn I know we all love what you do and the rest of the crew. So, and I know it's a lot of work you know, putting this together and, and building something. So I'm right there with you. And as a fellow builder and compatriot there, if people want to get in touch, you can head to our site. We're on, on IG and TikTok. But also give me a shout anytime, Jordan at odin-golf.com. Would love to jam and, again, shoot the shit. We love hearing from people, going through ideas, and no idea is too wild in our book, hence our tagline, Go Balls Out Always, uh, which is uh, is going to be very interesting. If we ever make it over to Europe or Asia, I don't know how the hell we're going to translate that. That's gonna... <laughs> it's like... You know how in movies, when they bring them overseas, like Top Gun, and then it's like two sentences long in Mandarin and doesn't mention Top or Gun right, at all. <laughs> so that's going to be very, very fun. Uh, that, that was, for the listeners and the viewers, that was my small contribution to the company of you know the token expat 
we have two Germans and one Brit on our team. And I'm the, I'm the, I'm the guy from California with all the terrible jokes. And, and that was, that, that took a lot of explaining like what, what that tag like must were, where you've crazy colloquialist, uh, colloquialism and, and various lines. And um, I had to explain that uh, that could be interpreted in many different ways. And luckily marketing standpoint, we sell balls. So it, it's very, very fitting. Definitely. Definitely. Well, thanks again for coming on and listeners. Thanks again for your support. As always, be sure to give us a follow on YouTube at, like you always do. And uh, we'll be back again next week very soon with another guest.